0: Just a bunch of witty banter. Hello fellow banterers. Welcome to episode seven of Witty Banter. It is officially November seventh, nice. and it's four thirty right now. But you're probably wondering, I might have gotten the wrong show. Maybe I downloaded something wrong, because I heard a really, really professional-ass intro. Yeah. Some sort of, <laughs> some sort of buffer was on this episode. What the hell is going on in here? Sounds good, doesn't it? Well that ladies and gentlemen is all the work of your fucking mixmaster hunter door set right here. Mix
1: mix on a mic
0: <laughs> Yeah. We finally did it, dude. That is the one last piece of the puzzle that we've pretty much been waiting for since day one.
1: Yeah, there's like there's like three or four little inside jokes. Uh, as far as the yeah. voices that go into yeah. it, that we were just giggling while we made it, so uh, I honestly we're proud of it yeah
0: i couldn't contain myself while listening to it i still it still kills me <laughs> Hunter, did a, Hunter did a fantastic job. it sounds great, well, thank you sir. we hope you guys like it. I mean, so now we've got the email address mm-hmm. we've got the um the beer segments, mm-hmm. we've got the buffer, mm-hmm. now all we need is the millions of fans yeah. and all the dollars. <laughs>
1: That's what were saying, we were like, so what else do we have to do to make this more professional? Hmm, we just need people to listen. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Alright, well we're glad you're back and you're joining us um, today on this fantastic Thursday. We're going to go ahead and introduce the beer that we're going to be reviewing tonight, and that is Real L's Coffee Porter. Okay? From
1: Blanco, Texas
0: Blanco, Texas Now we've had I mean Real Ale is kind of everywhere around here um, Pretty popular brewery That's why we we kind of We were looking for a porter actually today And to our surprise We couldn't really find it many We only found maybe three different six packs That even advertised being porter So we, we came down to this one We were like hey Real Ale They make good beer We'll try it out um, Let's see See if you can find the
1: alcohol by volume. It's a limited edition seasonal release. Um, the, on the front it says it's a rich, robust porter brewed with fair trade cat's coffee.
0: Cat's coffee. Cat's coffee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it says
0: drink soon, so we're going to do that too. Yeah, we're definitely going to abide. <laughs> I don't see much, I don't see a uh, alcohol content by volume. Really? Those fuckers. You
1: know. One of my least favorite things...
0: But yeah, so Hunter Hunter said he's a big fan of um of or not a big fan, but he's he's, he's
1: growing yeah, to like coffee. He's growing
0: to like coffee, and I told him like I honestly I fucking hate coffee, okay? <laughs> but the only time I do enjoy the flavor of coffee is in beer. So we thought we'd go ahead and let it go. So Hunter just poured his up. How's it look? Uh, it's really
1: dark. Um... It's almost black. Like, if you look at it just, just straight up, it's it's almost a black low header, not much header on it, uh, not filtered very much. Uh, you're definitely not seeing through that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this a, thing, it's a juggernaut.
0: It looks delicious. Though. It looks good. It yeah. looks
1: exactly like what we love. Like. I'm going to give
0: it a smell. Okay. Oh, yeah. That mm. smells amazing.
1: Yeah. I can, I can d- smell the coffee. You can smell sure. the
0: coffee for sure. All right. Dive into it, man. Hunter's trying it right now. How's it? I like it. It's a good beer, <laughs> a dude.
1: It's a good beer. This All is right. probably the best beer that I've had like on the show already.
0: Oh, wow. That's incredible. <laughs> and honestly, it's everything I wanted it to be. Because the- it's it's okay, so like whenever you have these dark
1: beers, I always get really people like talking about it almost like it's a milkshake, you know? And yeah. like, you get these darker beers, and that isn't necessarily what I go for like or something that I like. It's something that I can get accustomed to, but I would like a little bit more viscosity. You know, I don't want, want it, viscosity. I, is or would it be less less viscosity? viscosity. Okay, yeah, uh, I would want it to be a little runnier. Mm-hmm. Um, Gross. But this is a great compromise of that.
0: Yeah, I was honestly about to say it's got like all the flavors that I like in a stout, but it's smoother and easier to it's drink. Like a beer, it's, it's, yeah, it's straight it's, up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost this is awesome. All right, so I'm initially, this. yeah, and yeah, fuck yeah, we are. So initially, I definitely can you you nail the uh, the coffee right off the bat, but on the aftertaste, well, I'm, like, I'm really, I'm really no, I'm I can I, it's almost like barley, like an oat, mm. you know, and uh, not much of like a smokiness or an earthiness, which you can start to find in uh, darker beers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hardly even hit you with like
1: alcohol, um, like it's I feel like it's full bodied, but you don't. You don't drink it in like, oh, man, this is high alcoholic. Yeah, content. yeah.
0: It's, like, thick, but not because it's real alcoholic yeah. or something, you know? It's good. Yeah, dude. This is delicious. We're I'm already,
1: already... I'm probably just going to go ahead and say, like, I probably like this better than any of the past beers we've Favorite had. one so far? Yeah,
0: already. Excellent. We'll have to... Here, we'll have to come back to that at the end, Okay. and we'll have to go through all, the ones we can remember and see what our favorite is so far. We should pick that. We should do that. Okay. Uh, so, before we get started, Hunter, just let's... Keep up the tabs. What have you been up to, man? How's your, how's your week been? Oh, man. I was. I thought it was going to be like a really easy week as
1: far as like school work was going, but it just turned out to be like a lot of busy work and group projects
0: and stuff. Dude, I honestly. So that's honestly yeah. like.
1: It's honestly how my weeks have been going lately. Group it's projects
0: like, are probably my most hated things in school. It's
1: like from Sunday morning until <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. It's just a hellhole of Ugh. school work. Then I wake up Thursday afternoon. I go mm-hmm. to class. And then when I'm done with class, I'm like, hey, man. Finally done. Yep. We do our podcast. I'll chill on Friday and Saturday, and then it starts all over I again. I texted
0: you today at like 12, and I just went, it's Thursday. Yeah. Smiley, <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this last Tuesday, I finally got to go see one of my favorite bands of all time, mm-hmm. The Sword. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this concert <laughs> since like summer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, it was at a venue I've never, got, I've never gotten to go to, Emo's East, which is honestly a pretty famous venue it's in Austin. It's an iconic place. Yeah. yeah. It's off of uh, East, East Riverside. And so I show up. I got there about 30 minutes early, because that's just how I am with those shows. I want to be on the, on the front row, right? Which you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> and initially, when I walked in, dude, like, I was... I didn't really know what to expect Because, like, on the outside, it's a large-looking building, but you can't, like, I don't know. I I was thinking maybe it was going to be a mix between, like, Fitzgerald's, which is pretty small, and, like, the Austin City Music Hall, which is pretty large. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the size of Emo's. It's huge. Oh, okay. I walked up in there, dude, and first of all, the stage, like, probably comes up to my chest. The uh, riot blockers for the front row were probably, like, three feet back from the stage. You know, because like really small shows, you you're right there. You can get on the stage if you want to.
1: Let's do the same test you gave me for uh, ACL. How how many feet were you away from the lead singer? Probably six.
0: Six feet. Yeah, dude, I was
1: close. That's like an arm and a half length. Yeah,
0: and um, so I got there. I've got my spot. I got my T-shirt. And The shirt is
1: dope. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's,
0: it's got this stuff. got this giant like owl. Dude,
1: yeah, I didn't even get to see yeah. like what was on and it. And
0: he's just annihilating this cobra. I and mean, he has like cool red head talons. It's awesome, dude. <laughs> this, yeah, it's just one of those shirts where you see it and you're like, that's a metal band <laughs> shirt for sure. <laughs> yeah. So the very first band was I've actually never heard of them, and they're called the Heroin. And I'm like, yeah. okay, let's see what they're You're gonna. Yeah, so let's see what they're gonna sound like. And on their like kick drum is like this, these pair of scissors. And I'm like, that's weird. So they is it, is it an addictive sound? <laughs> that's really punny. <laughs> <laughs> so they come out, and dude, these guys brought the house down. Really? Okay. Okay. Good for them. The heroine. lead singer. This is how I'm going to to describe him. It's like if you were to take. The rock and roll attitude of Elvis, okay, and mix it with the look and sound of Valiant himself from Valiant Thor. <laughs> okay, this fucking guy had this massive beard, super long hair, super tight fitting lumberjack flannel. That's kind of how I imagine Glenn Danzig. Yeah, gl- dude, Glenn Danzig's just right, like a me- like a he's metal a- Elvis. It's kind of yeah, like, he's yeah. got the devil lock, you yeah. know. Big, <laughs> the dude's been working out every day. Like, <laughs> yeah. it scares me. Too bad he's a douche, so whatever. Um, And he had this little thing, and this is where the scissors come into play. He had on his hip... This holster for a pair of like barber scissors, and he would take it out and spin them like a gun and then (laughs) put it back into his holster.
1: That's sick, (laughs) yeah.
0: And like put out an
1: eye with that, right?
0: And so then he would like he could he would throw the mic around and like catch it with the cord and like bring it back. This dude's stage moves blew me away, yeah. It sounds like it, dude. Yeah, he was cool, (laughs) especially
1: when you're six feet away, right? Yeah, I was like a couple times I thought the mic was gonna hit me, dude. That's for sure.
0: The second band was a band called American Sharks, who I've actually seen before with the sword the last time I saw them. Mm -hmm. And they're just like really short songs, really like heavy and technical. The front man is the bassist, and he's hilarious. Okay. Like almost in between each song, it's like he had a little stand up set, you know? (laughs) He was killing everybody. And right about the time that the sword was coming on, that's when I turned around and I was like, oh my god, there's like 2,000 people here. Yeah, that's way more than I thought. It was wall-to-wall people, okay? (laughs) And when the sword got going, it was one of the most high-energy, crazy experiences I've been in, all right? Okay. Like six to eight people, and I'm not exaggerating, came over me (laughs) crowd-surfing. And landed in the front where they'd be escorted back into the crowd. Okay. It was nuts. The mosh pit, dude. It was. Dude, a, were you in the middle of that? Oh, I was. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, here's the great thing: when you're in the front, you get to hold on to the riot blocker. Okay.
1: So, like, if so you don't even have
0: to really participate in the No, mosh. no, I, but I, that's the thing. Like, I do. I want to. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Dude,
1: yeah. you say that. I'm telling you. I'm not trying to get a broken nose at a
0: concert. That's to, okay. Good. A I'm going to speak to that because Mosh Pits get a bad rap, right? It's not a bunch, unless you're at a punk show, it's not a bunch of people just trying to break your nose. This is how I'm going to describe it to you. Imagine a ship on an ocean okay. rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just simply moving and rocking to the same, to the rhythm of the music. And, like, you're on each other and you're moving and you're kind of pushing but everyone's moving in the same motion so it's not like hard That is not anything. a mosh pit though. It
1: it is when you I see it. Like, I feel like that's just like a group of people that are it's, really into the
0: band. Look, but a mosh pit It's not by like we're, definition, we're not like holding okay fine. It's not like people are holding up lighters, you know, and just like kumbayaing back right, and yeah, forth. Right yeah yeah. I mean when Freya comes on like Yeah, you're going in, You're going to the wall. People went ham. Yeah, but
1: I think my whole thing is I can have a great time at a show, but I don't want to touch anybody else. (laughs) Look, that's why I wanted you
0: to come to this concert, because I guarantee... I used to be the same way, and after my first um, S.W.O.R.D. concert, when I got to participate in that, there's almost nothing more fun. It's incredible. Okay. So, S.W.O.R.D. killed it. They played an awesome set. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the venue was sick. The sound was awesome. Did they play any new songs? Uh, They play Well, it's the Apocryphon tour, so I was almost exclusively... um, New songs. They they played Freya and they did. Um, they didn't do Winter's Wolves. Yeah, Winter's Wolves. They did not do Burials' they Blade. They do Iron either. Swan. Home? No, they, but they typically don't do that one. Really, I like the Iron Swan. Oh yeah, that one's sick. sick. It's actually the name of their beer too. Really? Yeah, they have Iron Swan Ale. That's sick. Yeah, yeah it's that's, tight. That's really cool. So the uh, the concert winds down and then it's time for the headliner Clutch and there's mm-hmm. like a ton of people there for them. I don't really know who they are, so whatever. And I turn around, and this is just what makes a great night one hundred percent even better, okay. I see this babe,
1: oh a okay. babe at a sword She concert. is super hot, right is she like like give me a give me a little like work up of this this broad
0: okay she's first of all, she's shorter than I am, that's a huge plus' I'm, yeah I'm absolutely, a, yeah. and she's got like. She's just wearing like a button down, you know. Like a button, okay. But she's rocking it. She's okay. making it look. Good. This girl's very attractive. Okay, all right. She got style. She's got style. Okay. And so I'm like, fuck it, man. I gotta talk to her. Ask her. I'm like, hey, uh, you like you here for whatever? Blah blah. Turns out this chick's like favorite band is the Sword. <laughs> she loves Metallica. <laughs> drinks craft beer. Dude. Loves all the favorite all the jazz. I know. <laughs> loves all the jazz that I listen to. So I got her phone number. Did you really? I got her phone Good number. dude. i i dude. And I've been t- I texted her the other day. She finally responded. We're going to be meeting up at some point in time. Are you really? Yes. Dude, fuck yeah. So I am super excited because this chick... Give me like a one out of ten how hot this chick is. chick's like an eight. Okay. And she's older than me.
1: Really? She's I, already graduated. She's an alum.
0: Yeah, she's an alum. That's sick, dude. <laughs>
1: I'm jealous I didn't go now.
0: Yes. It was fantastic. Just put in a little bro jive on her. There you go. I'll give her some of the jab. <laughs> some jab turkey. So, yeah, that's why. Uh,
1: Seriously, dude. If she's cool, we should have her on. I'm down to have a little female
0: perspective from time to time. Get that female voice up in here. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um. I think we're going to go ahead and dive right into it Just jump on in yeah. Alright, so this is Witty Banter News story numero uno A sequel to The Raid Redemption One of the sickest martial arts movies ever made Okay Has just been announced via a new trailer Okay Hmm. And I know you haven't seen this movie Okay I need to show it to you Because it'll blow your mind
1: Give it me give me a a plus or minus in comparison
0: to Ip Man. Ip Man's my number one. The Raid Redemption's my number two. Okay. Okay. The movie will be called The Raid, Dow, spelled B-E-R-A-N-D-A-L, features the same lead actor, and I forgot his name, um, and the trailer shows the protagonist, he's in a jail cell, and while he's in the jail cell, he's got like this silhouette on the wall, and he's just beating the shit out of it. You're of just, going just the crazy. wall? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, while he's doing that, you've got these highly stylized clips of, like, you know, organized crime, Asian gangsters, and, like, <laughs> hot chicks with big sunglasses. Is it? Is
1: it an Asian, like, made film? Yeah.
0: Okay. It's Indonesian. Oh, okay. So it's um, English subtitles and everything. Okay, cool. And um movie is due, is set to be out sometime in 2014.
1: What do you think that you really like most about martial arts movies? Like, like, what is the thing that keeps you coming back?
0: It's the choreography. Yeah. You know? And and that's what's so funny is, like, all these martial arts movies try to make the story so good. And I'm like, it's, why it's don't you just spend the about? money? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't come here for that. The Raid did have, like, a, a decent storyline. But, like, you look at The Protector with Tony Jaa, and it's just, like, this man trying to get his elephant back. But he's just, <laughs> like, murdering people the whole movie. Like, that's why I'm in it. Okay. And so, yeah, this one, the... Um, Dang, I forgot. Salat. Salat is the style of martial arts that they were using. And it's very. Um, I've never heard of that. Is it S I L A T? Yeah. God. It's very like kick and grapple based. And it's also weapons based. Hmm. So in the movie, there's times where he has like these night sticks. And then there's other times where he has a knife. Mm-hmm. And some of the knife scenes were like the most <laughs> brutal, intense. Oh my God. You got to see it, man. Dude,
1: sometimes, sometimes one of my favorite things about like, martial arts movies, is that guns aren't a part of it. Because guns are just, like, the... It's a cheat. It's a cheat code <laughs> of life, you know? Like, one of my favorite things about, uh, like, The Matrix is even though they had guns and they used them, mm-hmm. it, was most, it was mostly fighting. It was mostly, like, martial arts when they were cr- interacting. they created,
0: like, stuff. a loophole for it. Like, Neo can stop bullets, yeah. so your guns don't matter. So screw you. Exactly. <laughs> God, that, that... I can't wait for 47 Ronin that... Keanu Reeves is directing and starring in because I hope there's some martial arts just badassery.
1: I feel like you. I heard something about him trying out a new martial arts movie.
0: Yeah, but, I think I've uh, talked about it. Yeah, okay. You have to check the trailer out. It's really highly. It's got like a lot of fantasy in it. So
1: you're. Gonna... Do you think that he's going to do the same mistake with trying to make it a super awesome plot? Because <sighs> I mean, he's not even the best actor himself. Well, he's t- he was perfect for Neo.
0: It's like a folklore. Uh, okay. story. So it's Is something that's it? been done before. Yeah, he's in it. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll have to see how that one turns out. All right. Number two. I'm really excited about this one. This okay. one's really cool. All right? Bring it on, bro. Netflix has officially announced a partnership with Marvel to bring mm. out four superhero TV series series exclusive to Netflix.
1: Dude. Okay. Making moves.
0: So here's why Here's where I'm going to get excited, all right? <laughs> the, the, t- the TV series are going to come out one at a time. Mm-hmm. And then at the end they're all gonna come together for an event called the Defenders, much like the Avengers did. Hmm. But here's the superheroes. Okay, and there's one in here that really gets my jollies off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number let's go. one will be Daredevil. Okay. Number two is Jessica Jones. Don't know who that is. Yeah, who the hell. Number four is Luke Cage. Don't know who that is. But it's like Johnny Cage's yeah, brother. Right? Johnny Cage's evil twin. <laughs> Number three is a I okay? Was that you mean Luke Cage number three? No, I've, he's number four. I skipped three because oh, okay. I want to okay. talk about three. Right. right. So number three, I've, I've never really like read comic books. When I was younger, I had a Batman, I had a Spider Man, and that was about it. Okay. But the first time I read comic books, I read The Immortal Iron Fist. Okay. Hmm. And I got like twenty five <laughs> issues deep into it, and <laughs> the it is Immortal sick. Iron Fist.
1: Yes. Um, just give me like a lowdown on, okay. on what this is about. Let me
0: go ahead and tell you how badass the Iron Fist is. Okay. And by the way, just, th- this is the, one of the superheroes they are going to be doing. Right? Okay. Iron Fist is getting his own TV show. Okay. Cool. The Iron Fist is, it's martial arts. Okay. This guy's power is like, essentially, the reason why he's called the immortal Iron Fist is because like, as one dies, another one replaces him. And oh. in order to get the power, you have to go like fight this fight and defeat this dragon. Okay? Holy shit. And it like you have to like grapple him down and it burns this insignia on their chest and then you get the power of his chi and you <laughs> use his chi. That's your power. But the
1: dragon never dies, like, I guess not. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so like in the in, in the series there was like this tournament on like these holy realms and stuff and all that. But like dude, mo- like oh, Marvel, you are doing it good. Like you we picked, were just talking you about how it? they're killing yeah, it, dude. You picked the perfect superhero, man. They
1: per- picked the f- perfect channel too. I mean, oh yeah,
0: man. And that's the other thing is, dude. Netflix is making moves. They I, really are. I they're starting it. to do
1: stuff, um, dude. You know what I heard in the news
0: the other day? Boy.
1: Um Amazon is starting to make moves uh, as far as like exclusive, exclusive shows. Exclusive content, yeah. Exclusive shows that they'll be streaming. So they're they're starting to become a a bigger um, competitor in the video streaming marketplace.
0: Yeah, because they've already got Amazon Instant. Mm-hmm.
1: And like, like even beyond that, I think that um, I can't remember. It was John Goodman. I saw John Goodman on a on a John Daly show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or on the Daily, uh, the Daily Show by John Stewart. Right. <laughs> and it might be. And um, it's okay. And I, he said that it yeah. was an Amazon exclusive. He said that the the show that he was creating was only going to be available on Amazon.
0: That's insane. dude. So it's going to be weird because it's just crazy watching these companies with so much money make such big bold moves. Yeah,
1: you know, like Hulu, Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix. I feel like are going to be the main three competitors in the video streaming marketplace, unless somebody else can. Maybe come in and be. A I can't fourth. even think of a fourth, unless Blockbuster made some miraculous comeback yeah. or something. Which is that I don't think does be, is is that happen. company even exist anymore? I don't think so. Dude. Yeah, it's gone. Um, um, can I see the Tarvin?
0: Yes, here it is. Thank you, sir. So this this marks the second um, partnership, or the second time Marvel and Netflix have come together, because Marvel is actually the only place you can get their movies. Oh no, no, Netflix is the only place you can get Marvel's movies on demand. Okay. If you've noticed, like Thor, Captain America, even Iron the man, even the Avengers yeah, is on Netflix. It's all on there. Okay, I didn't know that. So I, you know, their their relationship is no, it's not new water or okay. anything. Okay, well, that's so.
1: cool, man. I'm I'm definitely gonna be interested... I, I love superhero movies if they're done well, or yeah. shows if they're done well. So if Netflix if Netflix can make them quality and not like screw up the storyline too much that I'm totally down.
0: Yeah, plus with Daredevil, it's like we all know Daredevil because that movie was awful, but maybe we'll get to see <laughs> him again, you know.
1: Yeah, that was when Ben Affleck was getting a lot of like a lot of grief for the stuff that he <laughs> yeah, was doing. He was course. in that Geely movie. Geely. It was like this Jennifer Lopez movie that he was in. Oh, Dude, God. it was bad. It was it was, if you go online and type in Geely, I'm sure that like under the search bar of Google, it'll be like Geely worst movie ever made. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be like one, like the second or third thing because people hate on that show. Oh god. Oh well.
0: May, hopefully, I don't think Ben Affleck's going to be a uh, TV show. <laughs> you know so. he's going to be the new Dark the he's gonna be Batman. Batman. I know. We'll, I, we'll see how that we'll goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I know. What, what more could be said than that? Right. All right. So number three, Nintendo has announced that they will be releasing a Wii Mini which is a smaller version of their popular Wii console. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo! Right? <laughs> well, I mean, do you, I don't know if you remember, but a couple of weeks ago we talked about how they were going to discontinue the Wii, and they actually, in the same news report, they clarified that they're only discontinuing it in Japan. So okay. you can still buy the normal Wii console, and then alongside of that all, they're going to be putting out this Wii Mini. Well, what about the Wii U? The Wii U is still, I mean, it's So a, there's the
1: Wii U, yes. which is basically just an updated Wii, and then there's a Wii Mini, which
0: is just a smaller Wii? Yeah. Dude, I just don't get it. <laughs> what's What's weird is, like, Nintendo's, well, as far as the Wii U goes, it's in horrible shape. Um, you have, like, a, some third-party support with, like, Assassin's Creed and Batman, but other than that, it's only their games, and but they're still making crazy amounts of money because they have the three D S, which is the most popular handheld right. in the world. Okay. And the games for that are killing it. And then, you know, with this Wii Mini, it's first of all, it's coming out in mid November and it's only gonna cost ninety nine dollars. Wow. So if you think about it, dude, any family out there, no can matter get this can thing. get this thing for their mm-hmm. kids, you know, which is fucking great. Yeah. And it's gonna make them a ton of money. And not only, and it, it, comes, it comes with, for $99, mm-hmm. it comes with the Wii Remote, the Nunchuck, a Wii Steering Wheel, and Mario Kart. Okay. So you're good to go. Um, is it like, is it a downgrade
1: in any other regards, other than... Nope. It's, so it's the same thing.
0: It's the Wii, just smaller. So why, like, then why would I ever get a Wii? Uh, it's, just, it's more so like, if you don't have one now, come get the new one for cheaper.
1: So there's, but like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, if there's not much differentiation in their products, right? Uh huh. Then when they drop the price as low as that, and there's not really any reason for it to be that much lower, it's just kind of like the same thing as before, then I would never go get their full price Wii U or just their Wii. Just get the lowest price thing I could That's the same thing You know thing. what
0: Now that you say that I think I might have misread the story wrong I I bet the Wii is discontinued But the Wii Mini is taking its place Oh okay yeah That would totally cannibalize their yeah, market was... That being said They have made a huge mistake in the past They announced a Wii U price drop And they announced it like a month before it happened
1: Oh really They're like
0: We're going to drop the Wii U's price in November and it was, like, October, so I'm like, why would I go buy one for the next four weeks? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, like, their sales just drop. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not really... They don't have much to drop from, yeah. which is a real bummer.
1: Yeah. It it kind of bums me out, man. Like, I, I grew up in the golden age of Nintendo. Nintendo 64 and Super Nintendo was just, like, the jam. Yeah. But it seems to me, like... I feel like they have the same person thinking the same way about stuff and kind of just, like, adapting to technology, almost.
0: Like, that's how I envision Nintendo. Well, <clears throat> I could actually take it in the complete opposite direction. Okay. Where I think they, like, they're, like, they, they, they are always innovating. And if you think about it this way, when it came to handheld games, the handheld platform, basically all of them were the same. And then Nintendo was like, what if you had two screens? And they mm-hmm. made the DS. And yeah. then that blew up. And then okay. they were like, "Well, what if, that. what if we didn't have controllers anymore, and what if it was motion?" There you have the
1: Wii, and the Kindle, or not the Kindle, the um, the Xbox, whatever.
0: What is the, What is the Connect? The Connect, yeah,
1: is basically an offshoot of that, but mm-hmm.
0: probably just better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and then you got the Wii U, where it's like, let's let's take that second screen concept from the DS and move it to a console, and we'll give you a gamepad. Okay, and. Uh, Nintendo is just like it's it's in it's one of those few companies that can take such great risks and even lose out on them because they make so much money. Mm -hmm. Even though they, I think two years ago they it was the first time in the company's like history that they posted a loss. You know, really? just and, and like just straight up lost yeah. at the end of the year. Just overall, with their f- in the quarter, they they and it was a lot of money too. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was a very specific time with where like no games were coming out for the Wii and the Wii U hadn't released yet. So. so it was an awkward period. Yeah, but... and that's why like I you can never count Nintendo out because one they're one of the most they're they have some of the or they're one of the richest companies in the world and two. They aren't afraid to innovate and do things differently. Mm -hmm. And number three, they have some of the most loved franchises in the world. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Um, I guess going off of that point, right? Like, Nintendo is just straight up a household name. Everyone knows what they're about. Uh, It kind of reminds me of this strategy. And a lot of people think that this is either the smartest marketing strategy (laughs) or the dumbest marketing strategy ever done. I'm listening. So. Coca Cola in like the 1950s, I think, somewhere at around that point. The Golden Age of America. They 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 decided, you know, we there's some other competitors that are coming into the marketplace. They're bringing some different edges to their um, products. We're going to try and make a new version of Coca Cola, right? <laughs> and so they made this new version of Coke. And they sold it up. They you know, they told it they told everybody it was gonna be this new great, you know, kind of like recipe that they made. <laughs> and people were so locked on it. People were so locked on the original one. Yeah. Uh, that they hated this new Coke. Yeah, they like, right? why would I ever like, try this that? Is stupid. Yeah. Like they tried it but then they were like, This is horrible in comparison. Okay. So then they brought back Coca Cola and then made it Coca Cola classic. Right. And then it just blew up. Like yeah. people would buy like <laughs> As much like whenever, whenever that new Coke was coming in, and it, it they basically made it seem like this was going to be the new Coke, people started just hoarding all of the Coca-Cola classics <laughs> wow. that they could because they were like, these are gonna, you know, like these are the good Cokes, yeah. And, you exactly. know, like, and so they actually ended up in the end making more money when they, you know, put in this product that sucked and people didn't take to it, but then they like reverted back to their old scheme. And, uh, wow. like, yeah, like people, people recognized the need for it so much more after they were like, after it was kind of taken away yeah, from, yeah. I almost felt like the same way when Nintendo were
0: like, no, I can definitely see that, you know, it's but like, as far they like can a- take
1: the risk of doing things that might not work, but then like, if they can bounce back and put a new product out there, they'll be like, hell yeah, Nintendo
0: Yeah, exactly. learn my shit. I know it almost, but it, if, is that really a sh- marketing strategy or is that just something that just sort Dude. of naturally happens?
1: I think that was coincidental, but Cause who? But there are people that argue that that was a that was their overall strategy.
0: I'd like to was see was to make
1: people reminiscent of their original product.
0: I would like to see whatever academic journals there are. On that. <laughs> I would. Lo- oh, I'm sure there are. I would love to see the actual like argumentative points and like proof of that because that mm-hmm. would be nuts. Yeah, like, you want to talk about having balls? Talking My about God. like
1: being able to manipulate the marketplace and like n- <laughs> know your customers so well and your brand placement so well that you can just like basically F with everyone, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's so
0: awesome. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, number four, sticking with the uh, Nintendo theme, actually. During a Q&A for investors, Nintendo's president, Satoru Iwata, is spoke spoke to smartphones and how they affect the gaming marketplace. I'm going to quote him real fast. He says, I believe that the era has ended when people play all kinds of games only on one dedicated gaming systems. He went on to say, "Then, given their growth, I feel that we should make an effort to take advantage of their existence. Smart devices have already played a central role in creating buzz among consumers above a certain age. So, smartphones is what he's referring yeah, to. Yeah, smartphones and devices. Okay. And so this is why this was pretty interesting to me. Um, you know, he he said, you know, the the president himself says that. There's really no just dedicated like dedicated gaming consoles are almost in a way being phased out because you have smartphones where people are getting these games and they're only they're only playing when they have like a little bit of spare time. Right. Right. Like I'm gonna hop on Candy Crush, play five minutes before this bus comes here, Mm -hmm. yada yada yada. Yeah. So obviously they need to adapt to that because if you think about it, more people are gaming today than ever because everyone is like everyone plays some little tic tac toe game on their okay. smartphone, you know.
1: I wouldn't say necessarily like thorough gaming. No, no, but they're, I wouldn't but call they're them like gamers. But yeah, they're just like, gaming. Yeah, they're twiddling. Yeah, like the, this,
0: you know. Look, at Farmville, and Candy Crush. It's exactly like that.
1: what I do on my phone. You know, I just like play something for like twenty minutes to pass the time.
0: Exactly, and so. What he what he said in the conference is that he wants to use smart devices to create buzz. And he's like, you know, when you have a Twitter feed that's just sitting there talking about Monster Hunter or whatever games coming out, it's great for cre- you know getting people excited about it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: do you th- like what? How can Nintendo future proof itself against these smartphones? Why can't they just like make some of their own apps yeah, and like bring their first party? Um, yeah, dude. Like why?
1: Why do they have to be afraid of the technological revolution, man? Like, if they're as innovative as we were just claiming them to be, why wouldn't they just try and put some apps out or, or, well, if you look at make their own, like, phone or something, dude, like, do something.
0: But do you really think that's a good idea for them? Like, because if you look at their tradition of just like, we, they always create the consoles. So you can come and play games on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think Nintendo would know what it's doing if it wanted to make a phone, or do you, th- you know, maybe not an. Uh, that was probably a stretch. I
1: don't think they would make their own phone. I feel like they could definitely make their own tablet if they can make the P, the PSP, dude. Um, but I, I guess I guess my thing is is like the only way to future-proof yourself is by not. Letting yourself become obsolete And keeping up with the times Yeah, And if you're noticing that Trends are Becoming apparent In how people are playing games You have to adapt to it And you have to be able to forecast What might be able to happen Even beyond just like what you've been noticing right now
0: I think what also scares me a little bit Is So when it comes to handheld gaming I, I would love to participate And be in it You know mm-hmm. I just just me personally, okay. I have a big nostalgia with the fact that I used to own a Game Boy. I love having games on the go, and, like, these are more... Game Boys were the shit. Yeah, dude. And really having, like, this library of games that you can dive into for, like, 40 hours if you want. Mm-hmm. I also have my, my device where I'm on that the majority of the time that I'm not doing anything, either reading news or playing, like, small games. And I almost don't want the two to be melded,
1: you know? Like... Okay, it's like you want your gaming to be gaming time. Yes, in a I way. understand that. Yeah, yeah, but like, but that's kind of what I'm.
0: But here's what I'm saying: like, so if they, I don't want like, if, I and look, now I look at the PS Vita, PlayStation or Sony's current gaming console. Okay, it's an amazing device, and it's got like some really great games for it now. But you don't see all of the developers and all of the potential to make it this robust system really going there yet because they know that like the the attached re- or not very not very many people have it and be ah, like it's the re like I don't know okay let me let me just start over. <laughs> Take your time. I don't want, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't want them to not focus on hardcore gaming devices because smartphones start eating away at that. And okay. if they don't focus on that, that the quality's going to go down. I don't want the quality to go down. Right. You know. And that's I don't know. That's just the biggest fear. I yeah. Have. My like, I, One thing as far as like the
1: quality, um, you know, when we think back to Game Boy, right? That is just some straight up pixels. Yeah. On a screen, that thing had zero resolution. Yeah, like, but that. But why do you defining it so, as quality? The gameplay, exactly what it was. Always, but I almost wonder if there is like this new push for epicness in everything. Whether it be, if you haven't noticed, in movies, almost damn near every movie that's coming out is about the end of the world. <laughs> because like, because like you want to see special effects. Well, special effects are so. Ex- so like intense that like that's what you like that's what people are starting to imagine now like they're starting to imagine like real life situations where you know this crazy over the top epic adventure thing goes down whereas like honestly man like as a gamer I really really enjoy simplicity and mm-hmm. I really enjoy just having like you know maybe like four or five different things that you have to do in order to be good at this game.
0: Yeah, and I feel like yes. I
1: feel like it's almost like a bad, like it sucks whenever that's do you like you understand what I am saying? Like, well,
0: like speaking to special effects real fast, I think that pretty much every generation who's been going to the movies since movies came out probably thought that whatever they were watching was the most the realistic end, call, thing. Off. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they've Star Wars seen came it. out and they were like, <laughs> <laughs> like holy yeah, exactly. Balls. And when it comes to graphics, a really good, you know. Way to like if you look at Nintendo, they are a company that said gameplay over graphics through and through. And I like that. Yeah, the Wii was a GameCube. Mm-hmm. Okay, the actual hardware was the GameCube with motion controls. Really? So it yes. wasn't it wasn't even much different as far as the power. Wasn't even t- it was not an HD or anything. Wow. Okay. okay. So then you have other other games where they're like, we're going to get Crytek and the Unreal Engine and we're going to make it as realistic as possible and it takes away from the gameplay. It can. Like you've got to really find that balance. And mm-hmm. I think that ba- like I'm going to bring up Dark Souls again. Okay. Dark Souls like it if it was 2008, that game would have blown people's minds visually, okay? But it's not quite there yet. And Dark Souls 2 looks like it's going to be a big step up. They got a lot of things going for it, but it's still not some of these trailers we're seeing for like the next gen or anything. Right but they've got the gameplay that like I, I I to this day I think that's the best gameplay ever made. I that really? is the number one gameplay game. You need to play it. You, you try it. <laughs> it's fucking hard, man. I don't know if you're up for it. <laughs> Maybe not. <Yeah. laughs> I would love for you to at least try it out. I want as many people to play that game as possible. It's an RPG game. It's considered an RPG um, whereas it's just like it's it's a lot of stat-based stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it's 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 a game that it requires patience. It does not ever, like, bow to its vision. Like, it never steps away from what it wants to be. Everyone mm-hmm. who plays that game, start to finish, is going to have the same experience, which right. is I think is really cool. Where if someone's played it, I can be like, dude, this one boss. And then he's going to go, oh my god, I know.
1: You know? <laughs> See, I, I feel like I like role-playing games and, like, like games watching your p- character progress and stuff. Um... I personally, like, I'll, I'll, I'll list off some things. Yeah. I'll list off, uh, you know, FIFA. Um, I like NCAA football games, Guitar Hero, and I like fighting games. Those are, like, and racing games, right? Okay. And you know what? All of those have in common is, like, every time you kind of just have, like, a short burst of, in, of like, intense um, attention span that you have to keep to it, and you really have to pay attention to that, and then it kind of resets. Right, You know, like, you don't have this running log of things that you have to keep up with and, like, keep working on for, like, 40 hours. And even if you do have to keep up with things for 40 hours, it's not really, like, the biggest part of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in NCAA, I did recruitment a lot, but that's not what the game's about. The game's about playing the football. Right. Um, So, for me, I guess my favorite part about games is whenever you kind of just, like, every time you get to, like, do, like go in and it's a fresh slate. Like, every time I fight you on uh, uh, right. Street Fighter, I might beat you the next yeah. time, right? It's yeah. n- it has nothing to do with how good my guy is.
0: Well, with, like, RPGs especially, they're typically single-player games. So you're not worrying about that. But then you've got, like, World of Warcraft where there is player versus player builds, but mm-hmm. you're typically all the highest levels. So it's just, like, how have I built my character? And that's right. and there's the strategy. Um but yeah, I there's there's arguments for the fact that the RPG is the greatest type of game ever created because if you look at some of the popular games, especially today, you look at like let's say Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Okay. They took shooters and then they said we're gonna let you level up, and every time you level up, you're gonna unlock shit. Mm-hmm. That's that's Better RPG stuff. elements. Yeah. Okay. You will hear RPG elements thrown around everywhere now really like, okay. yeah like think about so it won't it. be an rpg but it'll be it'll have rpg, RPG elements. elements yes okay. okay and rpg elements are what keep people playing games essentially
1: i liked call of duty even though you said black ops 2 was like the worst one to get into yeah i i enjoyed it i sucked at it but still had fun yeah i had fun like whenever you have a good round it's so invigorating you know like yeah, when you exactly. get like a two or three or four kill streak you're like
0: hell yes it's interesting hearing what, like, you look for in games, because... It's just different. <laughs> well, it, it, well, yeah, and it makes me think of mine, and then I realize that I have, like, six different things that, as long as one of them is being fulfilled, I can go for it. Yeah, well, I, I
1: I honestly haven't really allotted as much time towards gaming, I mm-hmm. guess, so it's harder for me to even really depict the things that are important for me in gaming, Like, Guitar Hero was the only game that I really spent, like, nine hours a day. (laughs) You know, like, I remember spending literally nine hours one day straight. Like, not eating. Not eating. Straight up playing Guitar Hero. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean. That and that and Pokemon Yellow on Game Boy <laughs> the RPG, one of the most that's, stereotypical dude, RPGs but, ever but, made. But,
0: but Ash doesn't really get better. But all your of, all of Ash's do. people get better. In fact, you remember the other day when I not the other day, but at some point in time, I brought up what a JRPG was, and you're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "That's a jar- that's a Japanese role playing game." Okay. And the reason why there's a different uh, any differential. Okay, think of Pokemon. You have a party full of people or mm-hmm. Pokemon mm-hmm. that gets better. That's the j r. p. g in a nutshell, really. you have characters and as Sick. and as they progress, you make your characters better. Mm-hmm. And you pick what characters you want to make better dude gary in gary. in Pokemon
1: God. talk about like a perfect portrayal of like a video game manufacturer doing a great job of getting me so enthralled <laughs> that I literally hated this person. Yeah. I hated Gary, yeah. and then when I beat the Elite Four and Gary came out, and he's like, "I already did it, bitch!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> I like used up all my revives beforehand. Yeah. I had nothing, dude. Beat my ass. Uh,
0: <laughs> just a really quick caveat: there's actually a great. Theory out on the internet that you can go and read that actually puts you, the main character of Pokemon, as the villain. Oh, just, that's cool. It's hilarious. So you're Gary? Not not that you're Gary, but like if you think about it, Gary was the grandson of the professor, and mm-hmm. this random kid just comes in, like, hey, and he's just like, I love you more, you know. <laughs> and then like, an there's another the the biggest part of this whole theory is there's this kid, and you interact with him like four times throughout the game. And, like, pretty much every step of the way, you outdo him and beat him and, like, crush his hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. And then if you read into it enough and kind of suspend your disbelief, you end up becoming the reason that he finds out he's adopted. <laughs> 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 so, That's horrible. Yeah. So you got to go. But it's perfect. It's hilarious. It's great. So you got to go, uh, go check that out. That's fun. All right. Let's That's get a fun. halftime report on this beer, man. Okay, I honestly, I need to
1: pour up another one because I've already gone through two, man. Yeah,
0: no, we're really, we're busting through <laughs> these. This is great, though. This beer is so good. It's very good, man. I'm pretty um, much sticking by what I said in the first time, and I'm sure I'll say it at the very end, too. But as it's warmed up, uh, the coffee is definitely coming through a lot stronger. Okay. But, you know, it, um, it advertises itself as a coffee porter, so you can't bust it for that.
1: No, yeah, I, I commend it for that. Dude,
0: the color is just amazing, awesome. though. Man, it looks like oil.
1: You know, <laughs> or, or like a molasses. Yeah,
0: literally <laughs>
1: molasses. <I'll> Thick <take> molasses. <laughs> um, and it's actually a little more filtered than I initially gave it credit for. Um, if you tilt the glass forward, yeah, if and you look tilt at the it a edge, little bit, you can see. Yeah. Um, and but, I imagine that things that were completely unfiltered, you probably wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, uh,
0: but you know, as far as the flavor profile goes, it's for me, it's oats and coffee, and dude. I love oat flavor in anything, mm-hmm. and so this beer's really doing it for me. Yeah, I like it, man. Okay. All right, number five. All right. In an interview with IGN, Greg Krumer, a designer for Valve, said that Valve will not create exclusive content for its machines. Really? He went on to say that what? he doesn't even want third-party exclusive games either, as it would go against their whole philosophy. He So says, what do
1: they fucking want?
0: He, okay, so he says the company wants to get the games out to as many consumers as possible, and consumers are everywhere. So if you think about it this way, let's dive into it real fast. Okay. They're going to be using Linux. Okay? All of their games are going to be Linux-based games. Okay. All right, Linux is an operating system, much like Windows or, or OS, but it is known as being, like, the most open-sourced operating system of all time. Really? Anybody can get on it and make anything for it. It can play and do almost anything that any of the other operating systems done. Very, it, it is just open as hell. Very interactive. So okay. when you think about that and the fact that their whole thing is based – their whole machine is based on that, it kind of makes sense that they don't want exclusive games because they want anyone and everyone to come and make games for them or whatever. When you say exclusive
1: games, like they don't want people to make games exclusively for
0: Steam. I remember Titanfall being an exclusive or right, Halo yeah. being an exclusive. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. For Steam. For Steam. So they're not... So, and think about it. They have Half-Life 3, Left 4 Dead 3, Portal. All those games could be exclusive which could make people buy their consoles. But it, rather than doing that, they're saying whatever. That's... That's... I think that goes back to the
1: promotional gym that they are. Exactly. It, it's all about spreading the love to ev- mm-hmm. anybody
0: and everybody, right? It's just incredible to me that they're literally coming to this fork in the road now where it's like, our console's going to be out within the next year. How can we sell it? Well, I'll tell you how you can sell it. Make these games everyone wants exclusive. And they're just like, you know what? No. We're that good-natured. No. Our PR image is that pure and they're sticking with it.
1: I think that's incredible. That's cool, man. Um, Again, yeah, it shows a lot about just, like, their view on their distribution, you know, of of games and, you know, interacting... People being able to interact with their product.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. That's... But it also makes me slightly happy Because then it's like well oh, I don't have to go buy that machine So play it I awesome want to go games. buy
1: some uh, the Steam Box, dude
0: I've already seen they've, There's been uh, tons of hands-on demos With the controller now With those two touchpads uh-huh. It's looking nice, dude It looks cool Can you, can you um, I guess,
1: walk me through So the Steam Box is a way For me to basically be able To get, like, PC games On my television screen
0: Yeah which they- is sick,
1: dude. That's like... <laughs> I've, been wanting, I've been wanting to play PC games for a long time, but I suck with keyboards, Yeah, and I don't want to play everybody that's, you know, super awesome at video gaming on the computer. So if I, could, if I could get a Steam box that has those same... Like, will the graphics be just as baller as on the computer? Of course. So we'll have that... And See, those are the most addictive games ever. Any, so like, any
0: PC player right now is rolling his eyes and saying, "You can already hook up your PC to the television, like HDMI." But or just like you said, I suck with the keyboard. I don't play games on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate keyboards. Okay, and a, you know, and so if this controller comes around that supports it, and it ends up being a good controller, or if there's even a workaround where I can use an Xbox controller or something like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: great, right? Right. And. um... But yeah, and also I don't want you to think that just because, just because like you said that I don't want to play other people who are good with mouse and keyboarding and, and stuff. There are other games out there, Hunter, besides multiplayer games, and I think those are the games you need to start playing.
1: Okay, I, I, I'm just so disenchanted by people that play or by games that allow people to get so good at them that it's not fun for people that are trying to get into it to try and play. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like Halo. Like, it really bothers me. Because, like, you wanted me to start getting into Halo, and I was really reluctant. And I, know, and I would, like, play a couple games with you, and you'd get, like, 72 kills in a row. <laughs> and I'd get, like, three. And it would be awful, man. It was, like, not enjoyable when you just like raped. I
0: have a project for you, okay? Okay. I might even get this for you as a gift, because it's only $5. <laughs> I want you to play episode one of The Walking Dead game the game that oh, okay. the game that me and Nick were talking about a few yeah, episodes ago okay. cuz dude it's easy to play and i love that show and you love that show <laughs> okay i think you'd really like it okay i'm down dude great okay number 6 microsoft has announced that a unity add-on will be free for any registered indie developer In an attempt to make an avenue for developers to easily get onto their consoles. That's a really weird worded sentence. Yeah,
1: I didn't really get that. Okay, so let
0: me. I'm just going to go ahead and break this down, because I wrote it out real horrible. Okay. Uh, Unity is the operating system that the Xbox One uses. Okay. So essentially, any registered indie developer can get the operating system for free, so they can make games for their console. All right, and the reason why they want to make... This, their console more attractive to indie developers is because PlayStation 4 has made it very apparent from the get-go that indie developing for them is easy. It's a cinch. And, and okay. all these developers have even come out and said, this is, dude, Sony, you guys are amazing. The relationship we have with this company, they just support us, support us, whatever we want, whatever we want to do, as long as we can the do it. The people
1: who are making the games the are saying are that? people making the games.
0: That's awesome. And... So Microsoft is trying to get on board with that, okay? Okay. And honestly, I see... The way I see the gaming industry right now, okay. there are AAA titles, your huge budget games, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. Halo, Forza, Final Fantasy, and then your, your indie games. These okay. 10 to $15 games were like... They're very artistic. Mm-hmm. They're very stylized. They introduce really odd gaming Like, when it comes to gameplay, the concepts are really different. Right. And so, like, right now, the the mid-range, the mid-tier developer is dying. Like, Mm -hmm. it has just been developer after developer that has had to shut its doors to its studios because no one is going to go out and buy, like, you know, this random Marvel superhero game or just, like, hey, I can't even think of an example, but just, like, low-budget games that... no one's playing. The only people who buy these games are people who don't know what games are, and they're buying it for someone else. Okay. You know, that's the way I see it. So is well, that... Do you,
1: do you think that these indie games are lower quality? Not at all. And that, and that kind of goes with um, this lesson I've been learning in marketing this week, is we've been talking about pricing. Okay. And dude, Ooh, like, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, like, it's weird because... Um, it's really hard to understand what a customer thinks when it comes to, like, how they're going to make a decision on their product that they're going to buy. Everybody has completely different and completely irrational reasons for yeah, choosing there's things. there's
0: so many inputs.
1: Um, but price is really important, um, not only because, you know, we're in an economy that, like, people are kind of unsure what's going on, um, and, and, and it's definitely not the... the best of times in our economy right now, but also because people attach
0: quality to the price. I was about to say, I think price is an immediate... Whatever the price may be, it immediately makes you think of what is the value of this product. Like, if you gave me an iPhone, I have no idea
1: what the components that go into the actual iPhone are.
0: And the labor. and, and
1: And how much each of those individual components cost... I'm just trusting that if I buy it for $499, that it's, you know, maybe a $300 cost product and they're just marking it up. Right. But what if, you know, what if somebody showed you the exact same thing as, like, I made this for $5?
0: Right. And you'd be like,
1: fuck. Yeah, be you cool know. <laughs> <laughs> like, Like, your entire perception of how it was made and how the quality of it would be completely changed. And I think... Uh, I think value... Is such an incredible idea. You want to hear uh, my marketing class's um, perception of value equation that yeah. has been motifed throughout the entire semester? It's an equation? It is. Okay, um, let's hear it. A, a customer's perceived value as a function is, is your product times your promotion times your placement over your price.
0: Whoa. So, so when we say product, placement, and promotion, that's the dollar, that's the... Monetary amount that it took you to create It's, it's more.
1: It's more, like, it's more like, you know, if, if you have great promotion, uh-huh. then, it, then the numerator, right, like the overall value rises. Okay. If you have a great product, and maybe even not as good, I mean, you're still going to have a high numerator, so your value will be high. Yeah, when but, your price is lower, yeah. your perceived value is high because it's in your denominator.
0: Right. You know what I mean?
1: So like, and your placement is really important as well, which we've been learning. Like how... Who's seeing it? who's seeing it? How convenient it is um you know where it positions itself with other competitors and stuff
0: well, I'm sure these companies are probably taking that exact same thing but that's what I was
1: going to be speaking to is I'm sure that these indie games are just as good as games, even though that they're only ten to fifteen dollars
0: yeah, and what really sucks about indie games, <clears throat> let's so and say they have no promotion, yeah, know. they have zero promotion, so many like. So many great games are out now that really a lot of people don't know about unless you're in the know. And if you think about it in the same
1: way with that equation, if you have zero promotion or if you have like then your zero, zero yeah. Then your numerator is zero and your
0: value is zero. Zero, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, number seven. We're, we're getting close to the end here. We only got eight. Um, Activision Blizzard's CEO, Bobby Kotick, said in a recent – he said this in a recent post-earnings financial call – that he expects next gen consoles to receive a price drop quicker than their predecessors, his reasons Good. stem from greater manufacturing technology, which really oh, threw, yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah, which really threw me for a world. Always makes me happy. Yeah, for me, I was like, oh, maybe it's because like they're both asking too much. But like, no, we're just badass at manufacturing stuff. <laughs> he says um, that the technology is going to make the consoles easier to produce as time goes on, and uh, just just to throw this out there, the PS3. Uh, got its first price cut after eight months, and then the xbox three sixty got its first price cut after twenty months geez why was it such a differentiation there p s three um has almost an infamous story about the first price right it was originally five hundred and ninety nine dollars Okay. which is 200 Ridiculous. more than the PS4 is now, today, <laughs> with inflation. Okay? Okay. And, you, and they really, most people really attribute that to, like, you know, PlayStation is the best-selling console of all time. PS2 is right there with it. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation brand has so much bravado just and gusto, Yeah. They will pay this. And it bombed. Yeah. Everyone was like, dude, I can't just <laughs> blow $600 in your games. Yeah, it's intense. Um, so I, it'd be interesting to see if it dropped within the first year, you know, if, if a year from now, if holiday season,
1: claiming these manufacturing technologies, I'm sure it will, Yeah,
0: you know, about the, uh, you know, like
1: the technological average of like being able to double its capacity every 18 months. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so like that whole, um. I'm sure, that that's, I'm sure that's not just for, like, software, but also for hardware, and, like, also for, you know, manufacturing technologies and shit, too. As, it's that, almost like a really exciting time that we're living in. Oh, I, I think every day about how crazy technology is, and, like, like, dude, honestly, ten years from now, we're going to be holding something in our hands that will beat the crap out of this iPhone that we hold. Are we which going which to be already, holding it in our hands? Cool. Which are, yeah, yeah, maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we'll just be wearing it, maybe we'll be implanted in us or something yeah. somehow. But like, dude, it's it's a really good time to be alive. Absolutely. And but I mean this manufacturing, I mean it's like I I bet that they'll have definitely have a price drop within or before a year's time. You're going to make that stance right now. We'll say it. I yeah. mean, I don't I, I definitely am not a, a, a authority on the matter. Oh, well, of course. But, but,
0: but if if we could almost I mean, make it a bet, a, a podcast bet. So
1: X, Xbox... Xbox One's coming was, out with 5 Xbox made their first price cut no, no, after 20
0: months? 20 months. Why did it take so long? Well, their, their console. I thought
1: was, it was like a six-month thing whenever, like... Their console like, was cheaper. Th- it was cheaper originally, but...
0: I, and it was selling like crazy.
1: Almost damn near everybody that I know has been kind of making it out like, I don't, I don't want to buy these new consoles right away. Mm-hmm. I want to wait. I'm even for in that the boat. yeah, I don't, and, and it's weird that it's not as, as not not as much of a robust like response to the like the you know launch of these new consoles, because people are just kind of like I don't really want to buy these right away. I want to like see what everyone says about them first. Wait yeah. till the price drops, and then I'll go buy it. But you it's know, like nobody needs it right now.
0: Yeah, but don't put your put out of your mind that early adopter. Oh that, yeah, there's that, always those innovators. Exactly, yeah, sure. and dude, that that is the bread and butter. And and not only that, but the, I those people really are the ones who sell the console. You know, because mm-hmm. if I buy something day one, and you're like, dude, so you got it? I'm those like, are your yeah. best promoters? Yeah, dude. I'm like, how how is it? I'm like, it sucks. Or... <laughs> Or dude, this thing is the shit, and then I show you all the things it does. and In yeah. the in the best. You're it,
1: you're really influential on me, or to me for a lot of that kind of. Yeah, stuff. I get
0: a lot of stuff before you do, mm-hmm. you know. And the biggest uh, indicator of that was the Wii, dude. Like the Wii came out, and like the early adopters got it, and then Christmas came around, and they're like, "Hey, Grandma, let's play Wii tennis." <laughs> and next thing you know, your whole family's like, "Dude, this is the shit. <laughs> this is dope." Yeah. So then they all go buy it, right? Yeah. That's that's cool though. All right, so um, here's the last number. Here's the last news news item. Right. So this is coming. So IGN basically is the one who reported and distilled all the information down. Okay, but there was a, I guess you would say, I guess a report from the Max Planck Institute from Human Development, from the Charité University of Medicine at Saint Hedwig Krankenhaus. Okay, so we're at eight. <laughs> I have no idea where exactly. We're at, but let's so basically, do this. some smart ass people. Yeah, there's some people that are thinking up some stuff. Exactly. And I, and I just wanted to say that I got all this information from IGN, not from the actual report. Okay. Okay. They have discovered that video games are beneficial for your brain's spatial orientation, memory formation, strategic planning, and fine motor skills. Okay. Hmm. Okay. They went on to say. That so what they did is Berlin scientists they tasked adult subjects to play Super Mario 64. Okay. Okay. And they said quote over a period of two months for 30 minutes a day an MRI showed brain volume quantified in players who didn't typically play games while folks who played games showed an increase of gray matter which is the cells of the bodies where the nerves are are situated. Okay. So essentially you've got the control group who aren't playing games you got the people who are playing Super Mario 64 and their nerves are being more stimulated as okay. time goes on. Okay. Additionally, the report notes that the more someone actually wanted to play the games, the more positive the effects became, okay? Hmm. A scientist on the study asserts that video games can be used therapeutically for patients suffering from schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, and neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's. Okay. <laughs> wow. So, The biggest punch of this is spatial orientation, memory formation, strategic planning, and fine motor skills. Okay. Which they all claim is boosted by video games. Yeah. And... I guess I could see it. I don't think it could be any
1: less true, dude. Like, hell yeah. I think that that might be true for the brain, but it might not necessarily be true for the brain and body interaction. What does that mean? It means, like, I might be super badass at Call of Duty. I might be able to, like... No. In Call of Duty, where everyone is, and be able to just go freaking mow them down. But if you put me in the middle of
0: an actual war scene, don't, it doesn't mean that I'd be able to do that. Don't apply it to a war scene. Apply it to day- everyday life. Well, Because this is how I see it. All right, A video game allows someone to like consistently take in their surroundings, react very quickly, strategize with a plan, mm-hmm. and then memorize stuff. Yeah. Because, like, when I was playing Zelda in second grade Mm -hmm. and I'm running around that entire world and I know exactly where to go, what to do, when to do, and how to do it, that is essentially, like, instead of a lesson plan, like, hey, learn this stuff, I'm learning all these skills by playing this game. Yeah. At a very young age, right? But, like, how... Okay, so,
1: as far as, you know, we're... Getting to a point in like human civilization development, okay. where honestly, I feel like your brain is becoming a lot more important than your body. I think the body is the limitation, and you start i I start wondering if, if you know like you know the spatial awareness mm-hmm. and like your ability to be able to like i guess pick up on stuff around you is even that important in comparison to your ability to be able to just like, which this, I guess this other point that I'm trying to hit on speaks still to the article. Right. Um, just like your ability to be able to process data.
0: I think, (laughs) you know what I mean? I, I was about to say, I think spatial awareness in my eyes is a really good indication of imagination. Okay. And here's why, like if something is going on in this game, Right in front of me I'm Mm -hmm. focusing on it But I also know That in a 360 degree area Mm -hmm. Around me All this other shit Is going on I'm taking it Into consideration Real time Okay So it's not actually there But I'm processing it As there Okay And they're You know They're huge There's You know Ever since like The 1800s When romanticism Was making a huge Rise Mm -hmm. A lot of people Attribute um, Imagination To intelligence you know yeah and so if these games are able to like really they they force you to
1: mm-hmm. take that
0: into consideration then it becomes an exercise in spatial awareness which is an exercise in imagination imagination which could theoretically make you smarter. Do you think that
1: people from our generation that have been more exposed to video games are more imaginative than the uh, our forefathers like our our parents and stuff?
0: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I honestly do think the everyday person doesn't have shit for an imagination. It's you f- know, I really don't. To
1: be perfectly honest, I like like I really don't think that we're that much smarter than people in like ancient Egypt. You know what I mean? Like, I do not feel – maybe like maybe not the average person just just walked around. But, like, when you think about some of the shit that they accomplished back in – even, like, 2,000 years ago, yeah. just across the world, things that have happened, you're like, dude, like, people were still – I feel like I don't have any more knowledge about life than people 2,000 years ago really did.
0: Well, it just comes to the – like, what do you attribute – Intelligence too Is it like a, Or You know Do you think that We have the same Capacity for knowledge As we did 10,000 years ago Because I would say yes Or do you think Our brains have Actually evolved And adapted to be Bigger I believe that
1: Human evolution Exists mm-hmm. I believe that we're Getting better You know Like right. with time uh, I mean If if mutation exists Then evolution exists You know what I mean Yeah I Like if you look at If you look at Blue eyes Blue eyes are a perfect indication that evolution exists because it's just a mutation of cells. Like, there originally, there was no blue eyes. Nobody had blue eyes at one point.
0: Oh, I didn't And know then that. there
1: was a mutation that happened, and then there was, like, offspring that happened, and now there's a fuck-ton of people eyes, that have right. blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I don't know. It's, it's a weird... I guess we kind of digressed from the original point, but I think that it's cool that video games um like fire and spark your neurons in a way and and make these connections that really like
0: intellectually involved. Yeah, they make you
1: stronger intellectually. But um I guess what I'm trying to say is like if 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 that stimulation is not um if it's not actively interacting with the everyday reality that we have to face, right? Okay. Then it's not as powerful.
0: But I would agree, but I would say the only thing stopping people from interacting or. Uh, or we'll, we'll look at the brain as a muscle, okay? And playing video games works it out, mm-hmm. which makes it stronger. But if I don't do anything but work out, then I'm not participating in society. Yeah. So that's just like on a person-by-person basis kind of thing. Yeah. I guess like the
1: way I look at it is I used to read this book. It was called Pendragon. Um, I actually really, really liked it when I was growing up. It's about this kid who can time travel, go to different universes and stuff, and he had this one guy that he had to fight against. Um, One of the universes that he went to was this planet. There was a huge pyramid, um, probably like three times bigger than the Great Pyramids of Egypt. And this pyramid – um, there was just this whole dock of people that, like, for the majority of their lives, they they basically just plugged themselves in to a virtual reality, mm-hmm. and it really got me thinking about like, what is <laughs> what, what is, is reality? Is real? I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, what? What do you value, and what do you think is important to to put your time on? And if if that could be firing my brain more than anything else, you know, that I could expose it to. But in the end, right. it's not reality. And whenever I went out, and whenever like that thing stopped, and I went out and actually walked in the real world, I would be completely disoriented. You know what I mean? So that would be like one polar extreme uh, <clears throat> that I'd be, I guess, like arguing against the article, but. I think that that article is absolutely right. I think that video games, and especially when you're excited about video games, mm-hmm. they can really be beneficial to you. Like I know Guitar Hero really helped me uh, play guitar better, even and though I, it wasn't sure. about the, the it wasn't about anything about like the actual mechanics of guitar. It was just that like I oriented myself with that thought process right. and like that like hand positioning and. You know,
0: yeah, like I will honestly say right now, I would not be where I am today without video games, you know like <laughs> yeah, I got hooked in second grade, like that is just that has made me who I am, and I've been playing religiously ever since, which yeah. you know I've consistently been engaged with something right day in and day out, so I can
1: totally see how it would broaden your imagination at least, which is absolutely fucking cool yeah, which is
0: almost everything. All right, dude. That's it. That's all the news stories. All right. Good. We're at about an hour and nine minutes. An hour and nine minutes? We're getting kind of long, but that's okay. So today we have another milestone (laughs) for the podcast. Not only do we have buffers, but we have our first (laughs) mailed in question. Okay. Nick White writes in Thank God To wittybantershow at gmail.com Just like you can mm-hmm. And he says in all caps Hey guys, long time listener here <laughs> He has been <laughs> Which is true He has. Been. I heard Chase didn't like Pacific Rim And I think he's so dumb for that <laughs> XOXO. Get boinked nerds <laughs> So fine, I'm going to sit here right now on my high horse and tell you... I can
1: actually speak to this. I've, well, I haven't seen it, but I've had a lot of friends that have seen it, so okay. well, I can get at least their perspectives from it.
0: Fine. Let me go ahead and first say why I thought that movie was a big pile of trash. How did you see it, first of all? I saw it in theaters. Uh, did you see it in IMAX? I did not. Okay.
1: Did you see it in the... 3 uh, Did not. Okay.
0: Okay. So a year before that movie came out, I saw the first teaser okay. and I was just like, Oh my god, this looks sick. So you're originally excited yeah, about it. I couldn't wait. Okay. okay. I go and see that movie and I know that I'm just in it for a joyride. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see it as a spectacle. Right. It it might as well be a fireworks show. Okay. You know? but, but you didn't see it in IMAX or three D. Which is fine, okay? It is nice. That is fine. It's the biggest problem. All right. No. Here's the biggest problem. Everything about that movie was so stereotypical and stupid, okay? And it just didn't make any sense to me, all right? So first of all, when they go into like the uh the area where all the the big robots are made, <laughs> okay? It looks like the biggest copy and paste um post human society from the matrix i've ever seen okay okay and everybody everywhere doing anything is welding everyone's <laughs> welding <laughs> well if you're gonna have there huge are, motherfucking robots you are gonna sparks, need some welding but dude when it comes to like all right how can we really set the mood like okay i got it let's just put sparks everywhere and i was just like all right this looks stupid and then nick here's what i'm saying <laughs> When they that scene where they're like we need to make sure your minds are melted and you can really come together and they had a fight with those poles.
1: Okay, I don't know.
0: Okay, I was just like first of all the fighting sucked. It was stupid and slow. And like all they did was just like sort of like hit each other and then like oh you got a point, and then I got a point, and then they just like looked at each other real long and they're like oh, I think we were meant to fight these robots together. Dude, I mean you and so and so then you can we say that about anything you can say about Dragon Ball Z if you want you're to. damn right I can but I guess but t- I tell you what everything else was so fucking awesome that I was able to suspend my disbelief <laughs> and get look past it which is what well, here's what I'm trying to say at, <laughs> the, at the end of the day everyone went to see that movie to watch giant robots kick the ass out of these monsters okay yes. and yes. those parts were cool okay but everything but everything else was so. Fucking bad, really. That when I got to the finale, where I was got to watch these monsters get their asses kicked for like twenty minutes, I was just like, "This is stupid," and I don't care anymore.
1: I feel like that's just you, though. I mean, the the as far as my yeah, friends, it's my opinion, as far as my friends went, and I think they saw it in IMAX and I think they saw it in three D, which probably helped. Um, Less than I, I don't know. They told me that the synopsis of this movie could be summed up in it was the same thing as Transformers except it had a little bit more of a plot and there's a little bit cooler like of a premise.
0: I don't know like
1: because you were fighting like real organic creatures, which I mean I hate again, Transformers. I can't really say a lot to it because I haven't seen it. So Nick, I'm sorry if I'm not uh doing a good job of validating a defense for you. But I will say that your original intention of going to see it as a spectacle was spot on. That's how you should go and interpret it. And you shouldn't judge it on everything else other than the
0: spectacular parts. Of course I can. But you shouldn't. But they were so few and far between that it made the movie such a pain to get through that by the time it came, I just wanted to leave. It was awful. But
1: like, yeah, I understand. Like, it's getting to the point where things nowadays just like they need to be thoroughly good. (laughs) Well, not even that. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. Fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, I mean, again, like, on the same token, I'm sure that I would enjoy it, but I would enjoy it a lot more on IMAX in 3D, with, like, maybe the dimensional, D-box setup. So the, if you really up the
0: spectacle of it. Yeah. Fair enough. So, Nick, there's your answer. Thank you again for writing in. You have officially made Witty Banter History. You yeah. are our first writer.
1: We will always... We will always be endeared. We will cherish to that. To you. We will, yeah, we will cherish you That's the that. number
0: one message on our inbox. It's there forever. Second
1: guest, first mail response. Mm-hmm. Or first yeah, where are you at, thunder? Max? Where are you at? Yeah, Max.
0: <laughs> you shit. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, that's all the show we have for you today. We're going to go ahead and rate our beers. Hunter, what are you thinking, man? Give this thing a number. I'm going to give this an eight. 0.5. An 8.5. So almost a 9. Yes. So does 8.5 mean when you walk into a bar and you look at all their taps, you see this one, you're like, I'm getting it?
1: I'm like, I fucking like that beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are not many things that I would give an 8.5 to right now. Fair but enough. Uh, yeah,
0: that's what I'll say. I'm going to give it a 7.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay. You're talking about how much you like this beer and and how much you don't you want to explore the scale.
0: Look, seven
1: is an average, is it not? A C is an average. Yeah, this is you're saying this is an average beer.
0: You're right. Maybe I'll give it a seven point five. Okay. I'm gonna give it slightly above average. And here's why. Okay. This beer is fantastic. Okay. I've had a great time with it. I, I love to drink it. it. It tastes great. But if I were to see it in a bar, on a long list of taps, I would say, oh, dude, I've had that beer. It's really good. But I'd probably try something else. Whereas, like...
1: <laughs> because you always want to try something oh, else. <laughs> God forbid. No,
0: but, like, with the left-hand milk stout, like, I typically start my night with that. <laughs> you know? But
1: if you see it, you're getting it. Yeah, like, or with a <laughs> but Guinness. But that's your 10.
0: Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say my 10. Okay, yeah, no, I guess so. Right now, it's your favorite beer, so it's your 10. Sure. All right, so um, we got a well, an eight point five and a seven point five. Okay, pretty fantastic. Let's go ahead and plug away. You can find me Chase Williams at bodaciouschase on Twitter. Hunter,
1: you can find me at SoundCloud dot com slash Hunter Dorset.
0: Hunter Dorset, and you can also find me on Twitter at
1: Diesel Dorset. And then,
0: if you want to be like Nick in all of his beauty and glory, and have us just freaking. Salivate over your question. Oh my god, just gush, cream our jeans <laughs> over your question. You can write in at show at gmail dot com. We really hope you do, or just tweet us. You know, tweet us a question. We will, we will see it. Trust us, we are on that yep. all the time. We'll it's, do it. We're not famous yet, so your tweets will be seen. <laughs> you can get the show at BodaciousChase.com com. You can also like our Facebook page, which would be really nice. Facebook.com slash podcast, or the easiest and the best way to consume our yes. audio is iTunes. Go to iTunes, search Witty Banter podcast, and hit subscribe. It is free, everybody. So for free every week, our episode will show up in your downloads queue and you will not ever have to worry about it. I really hope you do so. Again, it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for me, Chase, and from Hunter, we thank you for listening and we will see you next week. See you guys just a bunch of witty banter. Who's going, Papa? Hey, uh, jump. I have a You have a <laughs>